Greetings, ghoul fiends. Tis I, Ash. And I'm Jordan. And today, we are here to talk about Black History Month. Well, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we're not We're not going to be the ones talking. No. No, we are going no. to elevate the voice of a fellow dark caster, Jasmine, from Hands Off My Pod. Yeah, we are. If you haven't listened to Ash Asks, which is on the Dark Cast Network's Dark Cast Spotlight, you can check them out anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look up Dark Cast Network. Um, once a month, there is a segment called Ash Asks where I interview people who are fellow podcasters on the network, and Jasmine is one of them. Where Ash, Ash Asks Some Shit. I ask you some shit. That's really That's hard right. to say. Ash Asks Some Shit. <laughs> say that four times fast. So um, Black History Month, yeah, man, uh, February, it is the shortest month out of the year. It's only 28 days. They should make Black History Month, like, Black History season. Yeah, we could do a whole season. Yeah. I mean, why do, we don't need to separate it into just a month, the entire year round. Yeah, Jasmine is going to kind of be taking over the episode from here on out. We're going to play a little bit from my interview on Ash Asks here. And that's going to give you a little bit of insight into who she is, what she does, all that good stuff. And then we are going to play an episode for you from the Dark Cast Vault. Give her a listen. If you really love Jasmine, you can give her five stars, follow her, all that good stuff. She's really awesome because, uh, you know, she's on a mission, yo. She is trying to help the marginalized communities who are missing find justice, find their way home. Shining a light on people who aren't being looked for. It's really important work, and Jasmine is going to tell you all about it. We are going to kind of be a little quieter this week to elevate the community a little bit more. Jordan and I will be back next week. Yeah, we will. Yay! With more of our regular bullshit. But this week, we're going to be serious. We're going to be serious this week. Yeah, this week, we're going to be serious. We're going to hand the microphone over to our friend Jasmine, and uh, we will... Catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. <laughs> flippity floppity flip. Mm-hmm. See you guys next week on Creepy Tapas. We'll see you then. Bye, friends. Bye for now. Bye. Hey there, everyone. I'm Ash, co-host of Creepy Tapas, purveyor of all things spooky-ooky and creepy-crawly. I'm here today with Jasmine Castillo, host of Hands Off My Podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good, Ash. How are you? I'm wonderful. Now, <laughs> you, uh, I love your podcast. I, um, I really enjoyed listening to it in preparation cool. to talk to you. Um, Thank you. you. And, and one thing that really strikes me about you is you have this really um, bright and optimistic kind of personality but you deal with such a rough subject matter so mm -hmm. how did you what inspired you to start doing that oh my gosh that's gonna thank you Ash for the question it kind of started as when I was a young child myself and one of the stories that are in the episodes is pertaining to my childhood so um, just a little tidbit on that I myself is a um, sexual assault survivor and I noticed a lot in, a, in the era where I was, the poverty, the marginalized community that I was in, um, being a person of color, uh, also being interracial. 
it was pretty tough for me and no one was safe, no matter what age, no matter what gender. But specifically where I was residing, it was high percentage of drugs and prostitution and violence. And I unfortunately had a piece of that uh, as part of my childhood. It was considered like a, a healing journey for me in regards to how I wanted to start this podcast, even though that was... 30-something years ago, I'm still struggling with it. And I've noticed a pattern in the podcast industry, specifically with true crime, that there isn't much talk about the awareness of people of color, of the missing and murdered Indigenous and African-American and the Hispanic Latinx community. And I'm pretty much all of that mixed in one. And I said, why don't I give back? I have that voice, you know, I previously started as a voiceover artist and I work with other companies who do advertisements for their company. Why can I use that for a benefit to the community myself? So um, that's how I started kind of like rolling into the idea of creating a podcast. Previously, I, I had a another podcast that I was working on. It was coming at the end of it. It was for promotion of small businesses, entrepreneurs, etc. And I said, I loved doing that, but I felt like there was something else. So as of last year of May 2021, I'm sorry, May 2022, that's when I began. And I started right around because I wanted to make sure that I started specifically on a, uh, a an awareness month, which was the month of May. And that was for the uh, Indigenous Heritage Month. And I wanted to talk specifically that because that them that community themselves was never talked about. And if there is, it's probably about two or three other podcasters that are doing it specifically on that. And I follow them. And me being an advocate, even though I myself, I'm not aware if I am fully or partially Indigenous, but I know that they are considered my family because we're all struggling in the same situation. Our voices are not being heard. Um, we haven't, you know, all the constant, the hundreds of years that we are struggling to find e equality being seen as human in society been a struggle for all of us so i thought as a, as a whole i wanted to kind of vocalize and amplify that so that's a that's beautiful you've really sort of skillfully crafted each sentence i can tell there's there's weight and there's reverence that you give every single person who's missing and i was really struck by uh, this recent interview you did with a uh, debbie corville she is at, at least as of this recording searching for her missing daughter i just loved how you were able to make a woman who's who's talking to you about such an unspeakable tragedy, personal mm -hmm. tragedy, and you were able to create this uh, this air of like comfort, and she opened up to you, and she was able to, I think, better serve the search for her daughter with being able to be open like that. How do you initiate mm -hmm. that conversation? How do you do that magic that you do? Oh my gosh, I guess it is considered uh, some type of wand that I I but. In reality, I guess it's because I identify before the conversation with a family who is talking about a lost loved one, um, I give them the reassurance that this is a safe space. Anything that we talk about is in your control. One of the other things that I do as well is that I provide them the edited podcast prior wow, to releasing awesome. out yeah. to the urgency that they are looking for. In regards talking to um talking about their lost loved one, I want to make sure that it comes across 
as that. Um, I want that emotion. I want the connection that we are all human and that this is not just a, you know, Joe Schmo um, situation. We all had lives prior to being posted on an article or, or maybe having a five second piece in a, um, in a news media. I really wanted to have them have the floor because this is to them. I said, this is your podcast. Don't make it look as if if because my name is on it, because I'm the one that's hosting it and I do all the editing and so forth. And the, I, I literally go from start to, to finish. I am the intro, the editing, the outro, the music, the whole spiel. Wow. <laughs> and I said, even though I do all of that, this is you. This is your time to take the, the megaphone and to shout to the mountaintops what is really in your heart, because this is your voice. And I wanted to amplify that. And you have reins on what you'd like to talk about. So they feel more comfortable saying, you know, they think that um, there's times and I get it because you don't want to come in and approach them and say, well, this is what I want you to say. I'm going to answer the, I'm going to ask you these questions, but I want you to say this. And I'm thinking that's not the proper way of approaching someone who is the first step I know I'm kind of going back, but the first step is, is that there's a lot of families who have a process of grieving. And then there's also a step where they say, fuck it. You know, this is what I want. No one's hearing me. My child, my family member is lost. My child, my family member has been murdered. There's no justice. And it's pretty much like, uh, fuck you. I'm not going to have my voice any no longer silent because that's what society, that's what social media, that's what the media is trying to do towards a person of color, a, a marginalized marginalized community. So that's how I started off because then they feel more comfortable. They don't feel like it's all scripted. Um, I also provide them questions in advance and I, and I tell them, I say, you know, let me know what you'd like to talk about. If there's some things pertaining to a case that's, that's actually, that's active, that's currently in being investigated. It's all on your preference on how, if you want to answer these questions or not, this is all you. So they feel more comfortable. As a survivor, of trauma, I'm hearing that it affects the way that you view these cases. Have you had any revelations happen? Some information came up that you weren't aware of or that you weren't able to find that maybe helped an investigation? I am actually with a crowdsourcing community. Very um, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to put them Plug it, you know, plug it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug names here. <laughs> um, uncovered.com is a crowdsourcing community and they're like digital investigators they search down cases that have been um i believe it has to be more than six months old case the the cool thing about it is that family members who who have a detail of information who have been doing their own sleuthing and own investigations on because no one else is doing it the law enforcement is pretty much just you know, put it to the wayside. And what do you think causes that, that dismissal of, of a human? There's a, there's a lot of, I've noticed a lot of patterns. Uh, it has to do with trying to put a label on the missing or murdered person. For example, um, the excuses that they will tell to their family who are in dire need of investigating from the law enforcement to do their due diligence and finding their lost loved one. And it's, it kind of comes down to the same old excuse or pattern. And I think we've probably heard it many times. Well, I've heard it. Oh, they're, 
they're going out, they're, they're partying, they'll be back tomorrow. Or maybe they're, you know, because, or it could be as if um, the family is explaining to the law enforcement about their background of that person. And they're saying, oh, they have a high risk lifestyle. They, they shouldn't have gotten into that. So there's, it's to us, it's just a waste of time. The queer community was considered a high high risk lifestyle. And that was also the reason why I added the, you know, LGBTQ into my podcast because they're also overlooked. It's almost like they became, in regards to the episode about Crystal Turner, her family member was never reached out by law enforcement. They never got any information from that side of the story. You know, they were in Moab, Utah. They were just recently married couple um, to women who were just kind of like living that free lifestyle and no one really kind of batted an eye in regards to oh the dialect that they would owe lesbos you know who cares about those people they have their own pocket in the marginalized community um, I consider them you know a piece of the people of color community because they're treated as such like a, like the one-third of a human kind of scenario um, you're deserving of that negative energy you're deserving of that exactly hate. and you're like exactly. for why try to keep an open you mind because it. i recognize yeah. my station of privilege even though i'm a member of a marginalized community being queer um being trans you know we do we do have that solidarity and i i'm so grateful that like different marginalized groups can come together in these fights to bring light to the people who deserve the mm -hmm. attention. I think it's really important that uh, podcasts like yours are allowed big, huge platforms, right? With like millions of listeners, because right? that's what it deserves. Millions of people need to tune in for just the 15, 20 minutes that it takes. Get updated. Another really great thing about your podcast is when you find Hands Off My Podcast, you'll notice that the album art for every episode is the person that you're talking about in the episode, the person who's missing. Right. If you're, if you've got your Apple CarPlay on, right? Like you see that big photo of this person, which is great. I travel a lot for work. That's when I listen. That's the time that you need to be seeing faces, right? When you're traveling around and, yeah, you know, and uh, so, yeah, I think that's really great. And if, if guys, if you haven't, you can find Hands Off My Podcast anywhere. Anywhere. They're all over the place. Anywhere. Do you have a co-host or is it, you said it was just you? I am the host, um, but I, I have been gifted with the presence of having a researcher, a ghostwriter slash their name is MW. And it's so interesting how it's a full circles because, you know, I'm just going to do a spoiler alert. I just got done with uh, last week speaking to a director of the award-winning documentary that just was released September of 2022. And it's a huge case. Like it's going on a 40 year anniversary of Unsolved. MW actually worked with the guy who is a director, um, first time director in doing his own film. And MW was just, he pretty much praised what they did for him in, in this film because they were on it. Like he was asking questions about how to find this particular person and they were on it within like a couple hours. They are just um, amazing. And I'm blessed to have them on my team. They don't like to do all the talking. And I know that on their podcast, our YouTube channel, they are amazing. And I just wanted to give them props. I love love. If you want to share this with a loved one or share this with just a random person and say, hey, you've got to check this out. 
this is a, a very important information in regards to someone who is missing, someone who is murdered, someone who is actually focusing on our community. Even if it's something that you're not able to uh, donate or provide some type of monetary support, I love five stars. I can't get enough of them. Also, I'm going to be starting up a merch shop. So that's in the works. If you are wanting to follow me, I actually do have my YouTube channel set up as effective of January 1st, and it's at Hands Off My Pod. And I do have a Patreon as well. So everything I do is I do it out of my compassion and my drive, my passion towards bringing awareness to people of color. So guys, instead of binge watching that episode of The Office for the 9,000th time, you can invest that 22 minutes into Hands Off My Podcast. Exactly. Thank you so much again. I had an awesome, awesome time getting to know you, friend. Yes, you as well, Ash. I am so glad. Thank you so much for having me on. You have a very natural way about you and it, and it, you know, like a serious reporter, but like I said, with a warmth to you that is very difficult to come by with these sensitive topics. So guys, if you want to hear about some uh, missing people that are members of marginalized communities all across the country, let them know that you love it. Share it with all of your friends. Listen to the episode and enjoy. We're about to, we're about to share one right now. So stay tuned and uh, enjoy guys for Dark Cast Network. Network. This is Ash Midler. Stay creepy, y'all. Hey, y'all. This is Ash from Creepy Tapas Podcast. There are a few places selling stickers these days, but I found a small business on Etsy called Snarky Sticker Lady, and I am in love with her stuff. We all love snark around here on the Dark Cast Network. When I looked at the shop, I was surprised because she has some really funny stickers. The owner, Allison, knows that pride is not a sin, and she designed a line of stickers for friends of the LGBTQIA community. Allison has said of her own business, I love stickers. I love making stickers. I love putting stickers on everything. I started making stickers because I wanted some snarky, smart-ass stickers, and nobody had them. I need my sarcastic flag to fly, honey. So after making some snarky stickers, I started making lots of other types of stickers, too. As a loyal friend to the LGBTQIA community, I wanted some stickers to show how I feel, so I made them. Ha! Maybe you'd like to show how you feel too. All sticker designs are welcome in my shop. Just send your ideas in. All of Allison's stickers are vinyl and laminated, so they are water resistant and will last a really long time. Check her out on Etsy at etsy.com shop snarky sticker lady. Hey, but up boop boo, I wanna get snarky with you. Snarky sticker lady on Etsy. Mallory Jenner Robinson. Join me in listening to A Hateful Homicide, a true crime podcast dedicated to telling the stories of the trans and gender non-binary communities. Tune in Saturdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can find us on Apple Podcasts by typing in A Hateful Homicide, and you can also find us on Anchor and Spotify by typing in A Hateful Homicide. Follow us on IG at A Hateful Homicide, and you can follow me at Mallory Jenna 90. Again, tune in on Saturdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And I appreciate each and every one of you and your efforts to help me stop trans erasure and supporting all trans lives. Thank you. Thank you.